Another international break has come and gone. We're setting our focus on the Premier League once again as Chelsea will host Man United in the first game this weekend, Saturday at 7.30. Man City hosts Burnley later that day, while West Ham will host Tottenham in a London derby. Liverpool will travel to Huddersfield uh, beaten and battered and very, very much injured. And Arsenal will host Leicester in the final game of the weekend, Monday night at 3 p.m. I'm Alex, here with Javier. Uh, Andrew is out tonight. Uh, we have a little segment we recorded earlier this week during our Continental Catch-Up that uh, we covered the Liverpool-Huddersfield game on. You'll hear that a little bit later. Javier, how you doing, man? And it's been two days, but how you doing? What's changed? How's life? Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Happy to be getting back to the footy, of course. Missed it. I'm not a fan of these international breaks. I mean, it's fun to see international <laughs> teams play, but I hate when my, not- especially when my team is playing well. You know, like we're on a, we're on a we're on a nine game streak, so I really want the next game to come. But well, I was gonna take I was gonna take the opposite direction. I was gonna say it sucks to be in an international break, especially when your team is uh, Ireland, for instance. Oh yeah. Or uh, or I mean, the Peru result against USA wasn't like a disappointing result. You know. Yeah. The bench. We played the, our the bench team squads versus their there. kids and. It was it was a friendly. That's what it was. So you know, I'm just I'm not, personally I'm just thoroughly over international football right now. Ireland's just we're down in the dumps right now. I don't want to talk about it. Let's talk about Premier League. Chelsea, as I said, hosting Man United Saturday, seven thirty a.m. at Stamford Bridge. Uh, coming off an international break, not the ideal time to have this game. That was just the first thought that came to mind when I saw this. I, I'm usually pretty confident going into a home game against uh, United. We've beaten them each of the last, I want to say, two, maybe three seasons at the bridge. We uh, usually play, play pretty well against uh, Jose Mourinho's Man United, at least. But this is a new Chelsea. And with a new Chelsea and with the noon kickoff of the international break being the time and place that we're going to host them, I, I think... It's not unreasonable to think that United can get a result this time. And by get a result, I think they'll actually get a draw. I have 2-2 Chelsea. Andrew has 2-1. Oh, sorry, not 2-2 Chelsea, just 2-2 straight up. No, Andrew, uh, Andrew, has, Andrew has Andrew has 2-1 Chelsea. Yeah, you have 2-2. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I said 2-2 Chelsea. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, okay. As if denoting that that would be a win for Chelsea, but of course not. Um, Javier, you seem to be in agreement with me. Uh, you, you sort of say, share the same thoughts that... Yeah, it's a trap game for Chelsea. I, I, I do, and I think just Mourinho being your your previous manager is going to have some effect on this. I think that he knows those players really well. He's going to have a really good game plan going into this. I can't believe that he won't be prepared for this game. And he, he you know, this guy's job's on the line. This guy usually when performs, you know, I, I, there's a lot of Mourinho haters out there. I don't personally like the guy. You know, like I don't like him as a person. I think he's a, like a nasty person. But I absolutely respect what he's done in the game, how experienced he is. And I think that going into this game, you know, especially the way that the that they performed in the second half of that Newcastle game, he will have his players, you know, raring to go for this. And I, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think there will be chances on both sides and chances missed. But I don't think it's going to be like, you know, high scoring. You got 2-2, but I think that's going to be too many goals. I think it's going to be 1-1. It's perfectly poised for Mourinho to do his Mourinho thing, sort of frustrate the right. attacking team that likes to have loads of possession, uh, take advantage of their mistakes and hit them on the counter. Obviously, United haven't been that good at that this year, or at least I don't really remember them being uh, very good uh, counterattacking wise. Uh, I mean, I, I think the only other top six game they've played is Tottenham and they got 
obviously beaten three nil at home. Um, do you do you start this game? I, I'm thinking they're going to start a, a front three of like Alexis Lukaku uh, Martial. But it's it's any it's anyone's guess at this but point. Rashford played well over the international break, and you know he also played a lot during. He the did. International that's where I. That's why I think he might be on the bench, and they're going to start that front three. And, and I, I think that's their best front three, and I think they really would do well to try to make that work. You know, I think that front three has the most potential. Lukaku, Alexis, and who else? And uh, Martial. Yeah, I, I would just say that. For what Mourinho wants out of out of like his team's performance in this game, I don't know if that front three is going to give him that, or if he thinks that front Mata? three will give him. No, I think it's, I think it's like Rashford or Lingard. So, yeah. Lingard, Rashford or Lingard, yeah, someone like that, like someone who's. So he's going to be uh, Lingard, willing. Alexis, Lukaku. Yeah, I would not be. I, I don't. I don't want to guess lineups right now because yeah, there is there there are so many factors going into it. It's hard to really uh, predict. Uh, coming off the international break, I will just say though that I just have a feeling Martial's in a Martial's in a start. He had, he had a he had a he had a goal in the last game, right in that comeback. Yeah, and I don't believe he played for France, so he should be he should be fresh. So um, I would just say stylistically, when it comes to like fatigue, it's easier for a team playing a defensive low block. I think personally to play well, even with even with fatigue, because whatever criticism you can sort of like levy at Chelsea for having a lot of players playing in the international break, you can say the same thing of Pogba and Lukaku and right. Every, uh, Ra- Rashford been we just mentioned. Break. Exactly. Right. Sure. These are top teams. Most of their players have gone away for the international break. I, I just think I would favor a team that plays defensively and more within themselves than a team that has to be in rhythm energetic pressing and very sharp exactly like Chelsea are it's 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 easier for United to play better in their current uh, system and uh, than it is for Chelsea too I, I, I totally the last time Chelsea yeah I totally the last time Chelsea that. came off an international break uh, a few weeks ago was the nil nil result away at West Ham right. now obviously there's a bunch of other reasons for that but you know it's something to take into account that's why I'm not and, and I, I almost this. put a United win in this but I think that would have been a little bit too bold but I mean, I think this is going to be a really difficult game for you guys. I don't think it's going to be an easy... Um, now, Ch- Andrew thinks you guys are going to win, which, again, it's also possible. You know, it's also, it, it's, it's also possible. I mean, we should win. Another, should another, win. Another, another, like, alternate reality in this is, you know, you guys clobber them, right? You guys just, like, win 3-0, which is... It's possible, but I don't... Yeah, I don't, it's perfectly possible. You know, the way that f- f- football's been going this season, you, you know, you really don't know, but... I think it's going to be a difficult game. I think it's going to be. Um, but if you guys do go out and clatter them, I mean, this guy's job's bye-bye. Like, very close. It's, it's, it's on the edge. So yeah, that, that's that why I think he, the players are going to him. give him a result. But if they don't, then you know there's going to be inquests made here, right? Their backs are very much against the wall. So, yeah, plenty, plenty of reason to think that United can at least compete on Saturday. Let's move on to a couple of pickems on the 10 a.m. games. Bournemouth hosting Southampton uh, Saturday at 10 a.m. Andrew has 3-1 Bournemouth. I have 2-1 Bournemouth. Javier, what do you have? Uh, I have 2-0 Bournemouth. I don't know. I'm I don't know pretty good run. right now. At home, there. I was, t- I, I was, I was tempted by my, uh, the Southampton 1-1 pick or... One-one draw because that's my favorite result to pick for Southampton, but I just we're, 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 I think everyone's drinking the Bournemouth Kool Aid at this point. They're playing well. They're in the top half of the table. It's fair to say they should handle business against the Southampton team. They should. They should. But then again, 
Bournemouth are a team where they always surprise, right? Games that they should win, they sometimes like draw or lose. Yeah, exactly. But it, but like that, sometimes they'll just go and beat like a top six side, and you're like, whoa, like <laughs> you know. So I, it's they're they're an interesting side. They're you know they're they're fun fantasy players. They yeah. one week they'll get you double digits, the next week they'll get you like you know negative one point. Let's move down to the bottom of the table. Cardiff will host Fulham in I th- what I think is fair to call a relegation six pointer, even at this stage of the league. Yeah, uh, I think I think so. I think I think it's fair to put Fulham in that bracket now. Just very important game for both teams after kind of lackluster starts to their season. Andrew has one one. I have a three one resounding win for Fulham. And uh, Javier, what do you have? I have a two one win. I think they'll they'll go up two nil, and Cardiff will get for a goal back, make it Fulham? nervy. Yeah. Yeah, Fulham. I got a Fulham win. I think this might be the game where, like, if Cardiff can get a win here, then you could see them possibly, you know, making a run to to try and get out of this. This is the type of game they have to win. They got to beat the the worst defensive team in the league. Um, I mean, I agree with got, you it, that this is the type of game they have to win, but I don't think it would lead to a run. Look, they did you know? score two goals on on Arsenal, who That's we're not, not a great any, we're not a great any, defensive team, but we're much better than Fulham. Fulham are, uh, yeah, Fulham are sure. dire defensively. And, like, like they have Cyrus Christie starting at the back, and he played, like, two international games, right? Like, the, I mean, they could have they could have a, a horror show at the back. Like, I don't – I'm not confident in, in Fulham here, but I think their offensive players are just going to be too overpowering. That's, that's where I think it's – they're going to get through this game, but – And I agree. Uh, let's move on to Manchester City. Hosting Burnley Saturday at 10 a.m. Andrew has 2-0 City. I have 3-0. And Javier, you agree with me with 3-0 City. Are we being a bit bold by suggesting City won't concede in this one? Are we being disrespectful to Burnley? Possibly. They, they have returned to form. They look like they're a team back on the up. But defensively, they've just been woeful, right? It's City away, yeah. Um, and, and this is the hardest, probably, away ground. Maybe, maybe Anfield, maybe... Maybe the Etihad, right? Maybe the bridge, you know, maybe. No, definitely not the bridge. <laughs> definitely not. You uh, guys are going to lose multiple games there this year, so. There's rumors of Kevin De Bruyne. I don't think he's going to be starting in this game, but there's rumors that he may, may be available. Yeah, if they get if, him back it, now, already uh, okay, in October, they obviously, they're, they they're going to they walk the league. Him. They're going like, to win it again. <laughs> like, they, I, there's no way they don't. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like it's it's all even right now. It's all it's it's uh, close right now. It's close right now. But you just feel like this team with 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 De Bruyne would just hit another level. I feel like they're just, they're missing him so, so much right now. De Bruyne is reintroduced to the lineup. Who sits out? Gundogan. I mean, Gundogan isn't like a nailed on starter anyway. The nailed on starters are like Silva, Fernandinho. And then it's that third midfield spot, which is either De Bruyne or Bernardo Silva. No, Bernardo Silva has been like on the bench and playing mostly like he's been playing on the right a lot. Like he hasn't really been playing like like he's been playing sort of in the midfield, but he's not been playing like really the De Bruyne role. No one can play that. You have to be. I feel like what, I, I would I would disagree that he he has been helping out in that. He's role. been helping out, not, play, not dropping exactly. back a little, but he hasn't been doing the defensive work at all. 
Like, I mean, everyone in city has to do the defensive work. There's like no one, no one in city's lineup is just free to just like do whatever the fuck he wants. Like they have to, they have to help win the ball back high up the field. I think it's easy to drop Bernardo Silva, to be honest, and like bring him on in the second half as a, as a off of the bench. I I think he, he's the type of player where if you're up one or two goals and you're bringing this guy on, you're just going to even, you're going to go from 75% possession to like 80 or 80 even, or, you know, or higher. And you're just going to retain the ball even better. And but I don't think that he's a player you need off the bat. I mean, in some game, it's it's interesting. Would you ever start like? Would you ever get rid of Fernandinho and let De Bruyne be the deep lying midfielder? No, no, no right? Fernandinho is irreplaceable. The exactly. You, you can't you can't take Fernandinho out of the consider, team. So the player you'd consider, even though it sounds crazy, is David like Silva. David Silva. Right. But then the the reasoning behind that would have to be something along the lines of Bernardo Silva is our future. He's our David Silva replacement. Let's uh, incorporate him like now, and then we'll use David Silva in this like rotational role as he's sort of on his way out the door. That's that's disrespectful to David Silva, of course, but that's the only sort of like rationale I could come to if I was like Pep Guardiola for playing Bernardo Silva over David Silva. Yeah, it would be interesting if I mean it's it's going to happen at some point, but I think that David Silva still. Too, too big of a part of the team. Then again, though, when De Bruyne comes back, he becomes a metronome, you know? He becomes the, the center of everything. So maybe you don't need David Silva as much. And you saw that last year when sometimes, you know, David Silva was having, I mean, they were both phenomenal on the pitch together last year, but there were times, even when David Silva wasn't on the pitch, I mean, De Bruyne was still lethal, but they were they were pretty, pretty awesome together last year. So, I mean, I'm sure Pep's going to play them together to start and if it doesn't work, then I'm sure he'll bring Bernardo back in. And if he wants to play all of those aforementioned midfield players, it wouldn't be completely shocking to see him drop someone like Sané and put Sterling on the left and Silva on the right. And like we've seen him drop Sané for a couple of games before. You know, he's not like absolutely married to the idea of starting Sané in every single game. But yeah, this should be a pretty uh, basic one for Man City. I believe they won it 3-0 last year. Javier and I have that same scoreline, and uh, Andrew has 2-0 Man City. Another pick Newcastle hosting Brighton Saturday at 10 a.m. This one gave me kind of a headache to pick because there's so many sort of like competing factors that like Newcastle being shitty but also being at home and Brighton being, I think, the better team but also going away to Newcastle. It's it's as basic as that for me that's sort of tying me up on it. Andrew has 2-1 Brighton. He seems to believe they're going to continue their form. Yeah, uh, Andrew always likes the likes Brighton. He usually picks them to win. Yeah, they do look good on paper. I think it's because they well. beat Liverpool last year, didn't they? So he just he probably no, in no, his no, mind no, thinks they didn't. They, they didn't? didn't. They got killed. They got killed by Liverpool. Oh wow! I think they okay. lost like they lost like eight nil on aggregate to Liverpool. They they lost four nil twice. Ooh! So you couldn't be more wrong there, Javier. Ooh. <laughs> no, but Brighton like Brighton have taken some pretty big scalps of Premier League teams. They like they obviously beat Man United earlier this season. I just don't think they're like a, a safe bet to pick to win unless they're at home. Yeah. So I mean, I, I have uh, won one. Uh, I think this yeah, might be a snoozer. Same. I don't. I don't think it's going to be a bunch of goals in this one. There's plenty of games to distract yourself with instead of this Definitely. one. Definitely. Uh, let's jump to one of those games. West Ham hosting Tottenham again at 10 a.m. on Saturday. This is a pretty bitter rivalry. I, I would say historically, after Tottenham Arsenal, Tottenham West Ham, like those two teams, hate each other, and it's it's almost as it's almost as heated as the Tottenham Arsenal rivalry. What about, what about Tottenham Chelsea? Well, it's not really a rivalry if uh, one team is like nowhere close to the other in terms of success. So, 
Um, well, then why would you even like compare Arsenal and Tottenham? Because that like they're not because even. You guys, we're more you guys, successful you, you than guys Chelsea. And you guys used to be rivals. Uh, Tottenham were successful in the '60s. Arsenal uh, moved into right, Tottenham's neighborhood. Right, right, all right. That's from fair. That's Woolwich. Fair. Yeah, no, I mean, there's you know, more. There's more of a history, but I'm saying, right? You, you guys are rivals just by nature. They shouldn't, by, even, they shouldn't even be our rivals. They're, you know, we'll we'll, we we'll, we'll reestablish St. Tottenham's Day again. We'll we'll start a new run. <laughs> we'll, we'll, it'll be another 20 years before they finish above us again. You, you would love to. You would love to hope so. But yeah, I'm just trying to make the point that West Ham and Tottenham is a very heated rivalry. Yeah, West Ham, especially at home. Uh, will want to beat Tottenham. They found a little bit of form. They're playing a little bit better than they were to start the season. Uh, there, there's reason to believe that they could get a result out of this. Andrew has won one actually, which would be a huge result for West Ham, and I think might start to be the beginning of the end for Tottenham's season if they drop points in this one. Because you know, just just as it's unacceptable for West Ham to get blown out by a rival like Tottenham, Tottenham don't want to drop points against West Ham at all, home or away. It doesn't matter. So I have Tottenham 3-1. Harry Kane looks much better, especially in that England game. Well, let me rework that. Harry Kane looked much better playing for England in a much more, let's just say, advanced role. He wasn't dropping deep in the midfield. He was still dropping in oh, and that, playing that, as like that, a target that man. That hold-up play that he had. He's brilliant at it. That was not so like you nice. And then that pass... Like so, okay. I was Ugh, that was so I was nice. Ta- I was talking to a friend recently about like what's wrong with Harry Kane, and he was like, we were talking about like, oh, Harry Kane dropping deep. There's no like, it's it's a complete waste of his talent. And the guy was like, but but, ta- but Harry Kane is very good at dropping deep and, and, and very good technically. He can play in runners and everything like that. And I'm like, yes, that's a part of his game, but you shouldn't be resting on that. That shouldn't be what he's defaulting to. They just in miss an game. inform Ericsson. They just an Ali. Those two players and, well, are so like. Since the last time we talked about Tottenham, we were talking about the injury bug, what's gone wrong, and that's the main thing we look to. Another injury, pretty significant one, has been added to their list. Jan Vertonghen's going to be out. It looks like until Didn't Eric December. Dyer get hurt too. I'm not sure about that one. I feel like that would have been more. He was he just played for England against Spain on uh, Monday night. So unless he got injured in that game and I wasn't aware of it, he should be fine. Uh, but yeah, I mean. We don't have to list all the injuries, but obviously they'll be missing Ericsson, Ali, Vertonghen, who I just mentioned, Dembele. There's a few injuries to very key players there that they can have people step in, but you, you know, you're know you not absolutely sure that you're going to get the same performance from this Tottenham team with replacements like Davison Sanchez and Toby Alderweireld playing together instead of Vertonghen in there. Uh, with Harry Winks in midfield next to someone like, if it's like Musa Sissoko or someone like that, and Dyer in midfield, there's not much creativity coming from that. Uh, it's not a mid- midfield that I think you can compare to West Ham's midfield of Declan Rice, Pedro Obiang, and Mark Noble and say, like, they're better, but they're not that much better. And West Ham's midfield has improved in the last few weeks. So it's definitely a tough one. I have 3-1 Tottenham. Did you give your prediction yet? No, I didn't. Uh, I have 2-1 Tottenham. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a difficult game for them, but I think that West Ham are woeful enough defensively where Tottenham will be able to breach them a couple times. The, the question is, you know, can West Ham score more than one goal in this game? Uh, I think Tottenham are just are they're still very very good defensively, and it's going to be you know hard for them to get more than a goal here. If they put more than a goal past Tottenham, they'll probably get you know, if they get two or more, they'll probably get a result. And I think that'll be kind of the sign that like this West Ham team, you know, they're not relegation candidates maybe anymore. 
But if, I think they've proven that. I think they've proven no, that. No, I don't. Like, I don't think so yet. Of, I don't think so. Really? I think no. I think like yeah, because I think that they just they they've done decent, but I just think that they. I want to see. I need to see a little bit more. You know, Fulham still have more points than them, and we're calling them relegation candidates. So, I, Fulham have more points than West Ham right now. Oh no, they don't. Wow, I'm wrong. <laughs> West Ham have seven now. Wow. Yeah, West Ham like obviously when they beat Everton. Everton. I just I still think that they're they're you know them Palace. Fulham are down near the relegation zone. So you're not I, you're I, not convinced about West Ham or Palace yet, right? Like, I mean, I'm convinced that West Ham aren't going to be a relegation candidate. Yeah, like they're probably not. Be, not. They're probably not. They're not going to be struggling to maintain their Premier League status when it comes to like. I just want to see March. them. I just want to see them put in another good game at home here like they did against you guys so yeah i want to well, see another we, we, we would like both that. love that as yeah. uh fans of rival teams to tottenham but yeah that'll be an interesting one i'll probably watch that over man city and burnley to be honest uh wolves are going to host watford in the last of the 10 a.m games on saturday andrew has two one wolves i have a one one draw javier what do you have uh i got one nil wolves they've been lethal at home and watford are on bad form moving on to the final game of saturday Liverpool will travel to Huddersfield. We recorded a little segment uh, between the three of us with Andrew when we did our Continental Catch-Up on Monday, so we now throw it out to that. All right, guys, so I know you guys are doing the full pod. I may or may not be there, but anyways, let's talk about Liverpool-Huddersfield coming up this weekend. I'm actually, so I'm not worried about this game because Huddersfield are trash, but I am a little bit worried. It's something we kind of talked about before the international break. Uh, Liverpool just looked a little... Yeah. Knackered. Yeah, no, yeah, thin is a good word too. Uh, James Milner with a long term injury. Uh, Virgil van Dyke comes back early from international break to continue to rest the ribs after the Germany match. Uh, Mo Salah comes back after scoring a goal from the corner. Uh, that was a pretty nice goal. With, uh, it was a pretty nice goal. Uh, he's, but he comes he's playing against Swaziland. So little... Let me just put that out there. Right. I'll, yes. I'll give you yeah, a dollar is, if you can point very... out Swaziland on the map to me. <laughs> Well, no, no, they changed their country name, too, so they're not Swaziland anymore. Um, I forgot oh, what Sounds very is, dangerously close to something else. It, it, Anyways, not important. So, yeah, I'm a little worried about... I, I think there's going to be a lot of squad rotation. I don't think Salah will start. I think you're going to see a front three of Mane, Shakiri, and Firmino. Wijnaldum probably gets in the midfield. I think, too, this is the Fabinho game. I absolutely think... Right, like, if he can't get a game here, when, when is he getting a game, the poor guy? That's that, yeah. Or maybe two, and, and Klopp has talked about this. He wants to play Jordan Henderson in a more into a more forward like box to box role rather than have him being the deep. Yeah, I don't player, like that. Which I'm not. I don't in like love that with at all. I don't like that. Dayon Lavrin hasn't been a regular feature. He obviously came in for the City game and did fine, um, but. I don't know. I'm just a little worried about the midfield in particular. This was supposed to be an area where we were overloaded with talent, and now all of a sudden it's an area that I'm a little bit concerned about. Um, that being said, I think they still roll Huddersfield 3 nothing, Um, but the injuries concern me. Um, and Georgina Wijnaldum cannot get hurt in this second Dutch game because he has been the best midfielder we've had all year. Um, and hopefully this is the rise of Fabinho because that's really what Liverpool need more than anything in the world right now. Trent's starting this game, right? You think, or do you think he's? You do, do you, it was interesting that Klopp benched Alexander Arnold last game and went with Gomez at right back. Do you think he does something similar again? Uh, no, I think Trent's immediately back okay. into the lineup. He got in. You think that was England, just for the Chelsea uh, to try and mitigate that hazard on that wing? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think, well, he got I he think, got destroyed I mean, by Insigne who, the the week or the midweek before that Men City game. So I think it was kind of like a punishment for that. Also, Joe, Joe Gomez is perfectly yeah. good at right back too. So he yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, versatile. Yeah. I th- but I think I think in, in this Huddersfield game, you know Huddersfield's going to sit back and attack, and you're going to want Trent pushing up that right wing and throwing in those balls while you can try to get Shakiri or uh, Salah in more of a goal-scoring opportunity because we've seen those crosses from from Trent. They're fantastic. He's I think he's a lock to start. I think this could be a huge game for both fullbacks. Both Robertson and, and Trent are most likely going to be throwing some balls in. Um, I also wouldn't be shocked to see Daniel Sturridge get yeah. started. Yeah, you don't think he deserve it at this I point? Mean, I, that's the thing for me. is going to be coming back from international duty, long flight, whole nine yards. I, I'm still anticipating for Mino to start, but I wouldn't be shocked by a Sturridge kind of rotation in. I, I'm, I know that I've said this already, but I'm really missing Oxide chamberlain in this midfield. Just having that type of energy, not necessarily as a starter, but they don't have a true attacking midfielder. They were clearly pursuing Fakir in the offseason, and that didn't come through. Adam Alana, I think, has to get sold in January. I just look at this team needs to start identifying. Damn, you used to be really high on him. I, I still am. Oh, Adam yeah. Alana, no. Was Adam it around Alana, the time he the punched last... a teenager in the face that you kind of lost faith, or when was it? <laughs> no, no, I was still defending him then. I think he was being a twat. Like, like when it, when a teenager's being a twat, who doesn't want to punch him in the face? Like, like, come on, guys, let's let's be real here. Uh, no, I, my thing with Adam Alana is that he has become like. He has he you know what he's the injury bug that was up Daniel Sturge's shorts has crawled out of his <laughs> don't say that he scampered across the <laughs> Liverpool training room and it scampered up the, the shorts of Adam Lallana and his fir, his firmly listen you're you're underselling you're underselling, you're underselling Daniel Sturge because he's he, he was he's like Bane he was born with the injury bug he was molded by it uh, you merely you merely like well, uh, what's it, his name uh, uh, <laughs> what's the guy's name we were just talking about. Uh, Adam Milana, he merely inherited the injury bug. Sturridge will get injured again eventually. It happens. It will always happen. Predictions. I already said 3 nothing Liverpool. Javier, what are you thinking? I got 4 nothing. Oh, wow. Oh. Alex, are you going to go for No, the no, I, I don't think you guys are that good. Um, I'll say 3-0. 3-0 Liverpool. Uh, I kind of want to say 3-2 because like, I don't really believe 4, so I'm like, hmm... No, I, th- I think I think this is the kind of game where like you have somebody come off the bit like Salah comes. No, off no the I'm gonna say four because like I feel like I feel like Liverpool is a bit salty right I now. Four is I think they're a bit salty and they they just, they want to get okay. they want to yeah. they want to put four or five past this Huddersfield side to get back on track. Well, they're gonna. Well, that's the thing they've they've got Huddersfield and they've got Red Star and then they've got Arsenal. So isn't no, I think there's there's one more. No, there's one Cardiff, more. Cardiff. Yeah, it's Cardiff. Cardiff. Where they'll put five pass and then they'll put six pass Arsenal. It's fine. That's how it works. All right, guys. God, if you put six passes, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Yes, we have it on recording here. Just like I'll give you a hundred dollars. All right, we got it on record. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Like, but we it's have it on record. It's not going to happen. You're not you scoring to, six goals on us. I want to bring it back to Alex and Javier to preview the last two games of this weekend. First of all, Sunday, the lone game that will be played, Everton will host Crystal Palace at 11 a.m. Andrew has 2-2, which, boy, I hope so. We seem to be in agreement with our 2-1 Everton prediction. Are Palace a relegation candidate? I think so. I think that they, kind of like West Ham, I want them to show me a little bit more. You know, they had, they're they at seven points, but, you, you know, they're, they're, they're good at home. They they're seem pretty bad away from home. 
but they they did it last year where they've put together runs, and if they can put it together, I mean, they, they started off the season horribly last year, right? And they ended up the season pretty comfortably outside of relegation. So you would think that if they have a, a, a even an average season this year, that they shouldn't really be in relegation trouble, but this is the type of game that maybe they need to get a draw from for me to be like, okay, like, not in yeah, trouble at all. Yeah, it's one of those games that outside of getting a result against one of the top six away from home, going to Goodison Park and getting even like a draw if you're Crystal Palace is probably the next best thing outside right. of the top six. So I don't think it's unreasonable of like Andrew to predict a draw. That would be a very good result Crystal Palace. I'm just, I'm not sold on Palace's over-reliance on Wilfred Zaha at the minute. You know, there's times where he's he, it works for them against lesser opposition, but against someone like uh, Everton, I... I just I fancy Everton's attacking talent a bit too much, so I have two one. Javier has two one. Also, let's move on to the final game of the weekend: Arsenal hosting Leicester City Monday at three p.m. It's not on the weekend. You have to wait till Monday night to see uh, your Arsenal play. Oh, that is miserable. God, this was a really great one last season. Do you remember this? The opening game of the Premier League. It was a Friday night. Yeah, four three. Arsenal home against Leicester. Yep. You got, weren't you guys like down three two or something right. in the last ten minutes and came back to win it? Yep, yep, yep. That was a great game. I, I do remember that. Um, I don't know if it'll be that exciting this time. I feel like both of these teams are in very different places now. Leicester no longer have Riyad Mahrez, and Arsenal no longer have Arsene Wenger. So I'm pretty sure that we Arsenal in the last eight or seven or so games has won by two goal margins every game. And I think that this is going to continue here. I think we're going to win pretty comfortably. I have, I've got three, one Arsenal, you know, I'm definitely much more confident in Arsenal than you guys still, you know, you got Andrew's got three, two, you have, I see you got two, two. Why, why the two, two Alex? I'm, I'm slightly offended here. You, you, you or Andrew every week seem to have a, a result that is not favorable to Arsenal during this, during this, run of ours you guys have still not been convinced at all give me give me your reasoning i don't want you to take this the wrong way even though you undoubtedly will but arsenal i just believe are going to drop points in one of these next two games before the liverpool game i just think in one of these two they're going to host leicester city and then they're going to go to crystal palace So you're saying you would be impressed if arsenal didn't drop points in these next two games then you would you that's not you're expecting us to be drop them i'm just saying you guys are going to look ahead to that Liverpool game and drop points in at least one of these games, I, and whichever one it, it is, I really don't. Yeah, I really I mean, don't see it. I just, I, I, I would expect that from you, Javier. Like, that's if this was away from home, I'd be a little bit more. But just Leicester have just even in the year that they won the title, we've just always had their number, and I just, I, I just like the way that our players match up against theirs. I think that you know Aubameyang and Lacazette, the way their form is right now. I just think Leicester's their 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 back line, which has been suffering recently, is not going to you know, it's not gonna do them any favors in this game, even though they've been on form offensively. Um, I tell you what, the West Morgan uh, red card is a blessing. That was a blessing for them. That definitely was like that was good for them. That dude is past it. (laughs) I think he was past it like last year. Never mind this year. I was so surprised when I I, I would look at their team sheets to start the season and instead of Johnny Evans, who they didn't spend a lot of money on, but he's still like a better player than Wes Morgan, hasn't been starting games for them. So uh, you would imagine he's back into the the lineup. Him with Harry Maguire, Ben Chilwell, or uh, Christian Fuchs at left back, and then Pereira at right back. 
You're right. Their defensive record isn't excellent. I don't really think they're going to be good defensively. I, I just think Arsenal. I, I don't trust Arsenal defensively yet. That's that's really my main gripe with Arsenal. They can score goals with some of the the best teams in the Premier League. But even if Arsenal have got a couple of 2-0 wins at home against the likes of Watford and Everton recently, I still just don't trust them to to keep a clean sheet. Yes, saying Leicester are going to score twice is probably a bit ballsy, but I think they'll be up for this one. And uh, 2-2 would be disappointing for Arsenal, but I, it wouldn't like completely dis- derail your season or anything like that. I don't think it's like a terrible result for you guys to draw with uh, Leicester at home. No, but um, I just... Many, I think many that... good teams have drawn with Leicester at home over the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, but if you look at Leicester's last five games, right, they lost uh, at home to, to Liverpool. They lost, they lost away to, to Bournemouth Everton. 4-2. They beat... Huddersfield, so okay, like you at home, you expect that they won away at Newcastle. That, that's a decent result, and then their last game they lost to Everton at home. Okay, so they had red cards in both those: the Everton game at home that they lost in the last fixture, and away at Bournemouth. Right, they went down to ten men. So is that a trend? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. No, think but I just get think th- that another on, man on, you know, if you look at some of these results, it, it doesn't look like a. I mean, they they got a result it's hard away to get from good Newcastle, when you but get two 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 red cards in two games. You know, I just the, I don't trust Leicester at all reasons. away from home. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're going to get a result here. And I think Arsenal's home form has been you know terrific this season. Uh, you know, we we lost our first game at home. I was about to against say Manchester you, uh, you, City, you have a you have a home loss. That's this that's now. a that's a blimp that you know I can't fault the players or the manager for. So, all right, well we'll see on Monday. It's a disappoint disappointing that we'll have to wait till Monday to uh, see yeah. this one. This would this would have been a great Sunday afternoon game. Right? Why right isn't it like, on Sunday afternoon? I don't get right it. around like one p.m. This this would have been great. Why can't this be the one p.m. game? Ugh. They don't want to compete with NFL. You know, they're really relying on that American audience. They don't want to pee, compete with the NFL. I guess. Yeah. So they but so they just do like because those are overlapping audiences. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, with Javier. Andrew, they are. <laughs> all right, Javier. Thanks again for being on the pod. Uh, thanks to Andrew for uh, recording that the other day with us uh, for Liverpool. Uh, best of luck to all of our teams. And uh, obviously, remember to go follow us on social media at ASMoss92, at Andrew Bissarro, uh, at Ghost Goal Pod, our, uh, our Twitter handles. Uh, similar handles for Instagram plus Javi Arev9 for uh, my man Javier right here. We'll be back early next week to uh, recap all these games, so uh, keep an eye out for that. And until next time, see you.